This podcast is brought to you by nbs.fm, the no bullshit podcast network. Hey guys, and welcome to this episode of The Startup Diary. I'm Harrison Mudge, and I'm with my co-host, Adam Callow. And if this is your first time listening to the show, this is where we share the highs, the lows, and all the learnings of what it truly takes to build a business. Over the last seven years, we've gone from an idea, bootstrapped the business, raised some funding from some angels, then raised some venture capital, and we've made a number of mistakes along the way, and this podcast is to help you avoid making those same mistakes. Every Monday, we drop an episode where you can follow our journey building expert trades. And every Thursday, I get the pleasure of interviewing awesome guests from the world of business so I can selfishly learn from their journey, and you can too. If this is your first time here, don't forget to hit subscribe so you never miss an episode. And if you're listening to this show, then you're probably an entrepreneur like me. I know the benefit of surrounding yourself with like-minded individuals that help you grow professionally and personally. We've built an amazing community through this podcast. Visit nbs.fm forward slash network to learn how you can get involved. So Adam, we were about to sort of plan what to discuss on this episode. And then you started going off on one, telling me that something that we've been working on for a while, put a lot of work and time into, you're flipping it on its head. So just to give everyone a bit of context, first of all, because I had to stop you mid-conversation and say, let's just talk about this because it sounds like a lot's changed. Uh, can you explain what work with is as a concept uh, and what, what it was originally going to be? <laughs> can I just premise this whole conversation with... Out of the five people involved on this project, <laughs> you have contributed the least. <laughs> and I've, like, from a time perspective, maybe you've had some brilliant ideas that have helped parlay other people's work into greatness, but I'm just saying it as it is. <laughs> What's that supposed to mean? <laughs> Are you implying? Well, are you is, implying that it doesn't matter if I don't know what's going on or not? I'm saying I feel like it's. I feel like when I have this conversation with the other members of the task force uh, that this impacts, when I explain my reasoning to them, <laughs> I didn't really feel like I'd probably have to explain myself in detail to you. <laughs> but you've managed to jack it onto the show. Um, okay, so we went through an exercise. I guess. Um, I'm kind of sick of saying it now, but it's where we are. Because of COVID, we got the opportunity. I want to use it as an opportunity and use that word um, to spend time on us as a business. Yeah, um, It's one of those things that when you do client services, you always look after the client. But we're not a traditional agency. We've got our own product, our own platform, our own community and stuff that we want to focus on. Mm -hmm. And what COVID gave us was uh, a bit of headspace uh, and cover to focus on our own products and services, which was really, really helpful. Part of that exercise was reviewing the services that we offer as a business because I think naturally when you, and yes, at the top of the show you heard bootstrap the VC, we don't run like a VC business because we kind of stepped off that treadmill um, about two years ago. We didn't continue to raise capital. We went to profitability and then basically reinvest the profits in the business to, to grow. So we've been growing like a traditional business the last couple mm -hmm. of years, rightly or wrongly. And I think there's arguments for both sides. But we kind of use the opportunity to say, okay, let's just take pause and think of all the stuff we've done, all the services we've done for brands as a way to generate revenue. And if you think about our business, we generate revenue from the service side and we take that income and deploy it into our platform and our product. So one funds the other, basically. 
Well, kind of went, okay. And we went through an exercise and we might have briefly touched about it on a, on a previous show, but we kind of made a list of everything we've done for brands in the last 36 months. Mm-hmm. How long was that list? Uh, what, of everything that we did? Mm. It was, it was real long. Um, yeah, I mean, some things were like one-offs, but just everything was like, a majority of it was, well, it was all, most of it was like very bespoke and, and just like little things here. And then we look back and I remember some of it, it was like, a, it was a good old trip down memory lane because sometimes <laughs> it was like, oh my God, remember when we did that? That was a nightmare. Mm-hmm. Oh, remember that one? Yeah, that was like, it wasn't like fond memories a lot of the time. Like, oh, they were, that was great. That was easy. That was good. A lot of it was like, oof, there's a, a lot of work put in to a lot of, um, a lot of projects that we do with clients. Yeah, without without common threads, really. Like, without levels yeah. of consistency yeah, as yeah, to yeah. why. Because I think one the thing that I did is, uh, me, you, and then we got Siren to go through our project management tool to say, just go and get every bit of every bit of work we've done and put it on a spreadsheet. And then my job was to kind of say, okay, how does, how does this play into the larger vision and mission, what we're trying to do here at Expert Trace? How does this help us accelerate the roadmap and the change we're trying to see in the industry? I came across a lot of blanks and I'm like, well, that doesn't help. That didn't even see the light of day. That was for a brand that had nothing to do with it. You know what I'm saying? There was a lot of stuff <laughs> yeah. and it was like, and you can listen to this and go, I agree, but we took the profits there and then we've made some good hires. We've got mm-hmm. a great team. We've got nice offices. Like we've, we've managed to sustain a level of growth that we've been comfortable with. So there is benefits. There is, there is positives. But then when you play the roadmap out and you go, okay, Every bit of work that you do is an opportunity cost. Mm. It's a distraction. Uh, and it means that you often need uh, a very large team to deliver a wide range of services that aren't core to the business. And that's a job that I didn't want to do. I didn't want to have a 50-person agency. That's not what I'm trying to build. We were on our way there, though. We point. really were. Like, we were. And we were meeting agency owners to work out the best mm-hmm. ways to operationally build that engine. And to be honest, it's probably through that process that I learned. Ooh, <laughs> this really is want, not what I want. It's not really why I uh, set out to do this. Um, and then I guess that overlaid with the fact that I, during COVID again, got to spend a lot of time doing what I really enjoy, which was time with the community. So I did loads of live streams and webinars and all this great stuff, like reconnecting with, with uh, the members we kind of then went back to basics. Like, okay, let's take this thing. And I think it was like 65 items long, something like that. I went, okay, let's condense this down to stuff that um, is pr- productized, service-led, very profitable. And there's a direct correlation with the size of our community and how much we charge for that product. Because the thought process behind it was we need to focus the whole organization on growing the largest community of professional trades in the UK. And the byproduct to that is the services and value we create for brands. Not the other way around. Not let's do all this work for brands that isn't core in order to grow the community. We needed to flip it on its head because that that then creates scale uh, and opportunity in the business. So very basically put it, if we go from 25,000 members to 50,000 members, if we sent an email out to all 25,000 members paid for by a brand, we should charge double for that email when we get to 50,000 members. So let's focus on building the community because it then creates the byproduct of increased revenues. So then we started this project called Work With, which was sort of a brand that we came up with as a team and then developed a task force around, which is uh, something we've covered off in a previous show and the, the benefits of that is pretty cool. 
Uh, and what that looked like is, let's take these services and we end up getting down to 12 and then 10 in the end, actually. 12 services that we can offer as a business. And then we've got the pages built. And it was it was really nice as well because it, it's, um, it productized what mm-hmm. we offered, uh, but in nice packages as well because we split it out. So it was like things like... Um, have your voice heard from the brand's perspective or grow your audience or get feed. Like they were all sort of uh, pigeonholed into nice sort of, um, oh, I like the sound of that. We offer these small. It, so it was like a larger umbrella of, um, I can't think of one of the names now. Was get was it, was it get heard one of the big yeah, ones? Get and attention. Get attention. So and then within that, it was like email comms, but also interactivity with, um, with the community, mm-hmm. feedback, Focus groups, like all the, all those different things, where they can um, under that umbrella of getting attention, they can pay for. Yeah, so it's a, it's a good point. We we didn't want to go actually. Here's just a menu of stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, we took the approach of let me use the menu analogy. You go into a restaurant to eat because you're hungry. Uh, the food you order is to fill your belly. So what we wanted to say is, when a brand comes to us, they don't want a comms package. They're trying to cut through the noise and get attention on a new mm-hmm. product. And when they do a campaign with us to collect reviews, they don't care about reviews. They're trying to build trust. So we kind of then said, out of all these 65 things, what do brands actually come to us for? Like, what are the mm-hmm. commonalities across those? And it was stuff like uh, building trust, supporting their communities, getting attention, um, data, so insights, learning their customers yeah. on a deeper level. Um, so we kind of went, actually, there is there is some stuff here that uh, we can be best in class at, considering the size of the community and the access that we have through the data, through Tool Talk and the, the office package. So we distilled it down to these five things, and out of those five things, we ended up with 10 services. And the conversation that we just started having outside was, um, uh, I agree, actually. Um, well, I understand why you look so perplexed uh, when I was saying it. Because this whole process of like, sharpening the company's thinking in terms of like, oh, here's what we offer, here's what we offer. I then looked, because I've had to write all the copy for these pages, the sales copy for the landing pages. And what this is, it will be a website uh, where we can, when we're going through a conversation with the brand, we can point them to a website, they can log in uh, and they can see what we've done. They can see our case studies, they can see these big headlines, get attention, build trust. And I started to look at it and go, I'm still not happy. Like, I feel like we've, progressed but we're still not where i want the company to be well just to clarify just before we came in this room you said (laughs) you said basically the polar opposite of what the work with website is for you're like i don't want to productize our service i don't want an off-the-shelf thing that a brand can buy if it doesn't bring any value to the community yeah so so i'm like (laughs) but but that's literally why we built the website so Maybe I didn't communicate. Maybe I didn't communicate well, that well to you. You've not fully explained it because, because you like, stop, stop. <laughs> because I needed to record this. Yeah, uh, this is, I guess, one of the benefits of just hitting the mic. So it'd be really helpful if Sam was here today, um, because we had half a conversation around this, which was you can either do productized services off the shelf, pay this, get that, mm-hmm. or you can do solution selling. So. 
and I'm still not 100% clear. So Sam, Sam's a, uh, he communicates this really well. So maybe we'll we'll invite him on in the future. <laughs> invite him on. He's part of, he's part of the network. <laughs> maybe. If, he's, if he's lucky, he'll be uh, one of the community members uh, <laughs> exactly, joining yeah. us for an episode. <laughs> so uh, maybe we'll, we'll get him on to, I guess, just hash this out. But I think, there's a, so there's a couple of things that are running here. And I'm not doing a complete U-turn. I'm just trying to sharpen it a little bit. Uh, so I don't mean that we're just going to get rid of all productized services. What I want us to do is make sure that every single one of those services we offer plays into a bigger goal for the brands that we work with. Mm -hmm. So if you think about what we're trying to do, and I guess the reason that we've had a, well, I've had my thinking sharpened on the whole thing is we've had some really interesting projects kick off in the last two months, like really interesting core activities of stuff that we want to, we didn't think we'd get the opportunity to have a crack at, but COVID has forced brands to change how they think about the industry, how they want to get closer to the customer. Mm-hmm. And now having access direct to the customer through a new sales channel, call that sales channel expert trades. We've had a number of brands come to us and create um, acceleration of our product roadmap. So we've kind of gone, okay, so we've kind of upgraded ourselves and said, we're not going to do everything for anyone anymore. These are the 10 things that we do. And then I've gone, okay, cool. Where do we really want to get to in this business? And what we want to do is make sure that we align ourselves with brands. And this is where it's really, I guess this is one of the insights that I've taken away is not every customer is equal. I knew that anyway, but it's more important now than ever. Because if we get into bed with a brand that doesn't have the same common values and vision of the industry as us, it's going to be really painful in three, six, 12 months time. Because we're moving at a certain pace now to see change in the industry, which is get closer to the customer, build trust, build relationship up, and create a direct channel to that user. Mm-hmm. That's what we're doing. And if we start working with a brand today and then aim to build that account from 2K to 10K to 30K to 80K in terms of like retainer activity and bits like that, and they don't have that shared vision, we are categorically going to have to separate ourselves from that brand in the next 12, 24 months. And that's not a conversation I really want to get, like, have lots of, to be honest. But correct me if I'm wrong, but weren't we or wasn't the, in air quotes, off the shelfness still, it was still like pick up the phone and have a conversation, but this is this is the closest thing to an off the shelf product that we can offer you, but you still need to speak to us so we can understand you, what what you're trying to achieve and things like that. So I guess surely being aligned with that brand's mm-hmm missions and goals um would come out of those conversations right and if that didn't match our audience that they were trying to get in front of them wouldn't we have just told them that anyway that look brand x you want to push this in front of these trades but they're not going to like it and that it's not going to resonate with them so we probably recommend you either find someone else well basically you can't do it with us because we don't we don't recommend that it's going to land like would would we have or or was the plan to actually make it completely off the shelf product? Maybe I misinterpreted that. No, no. So you haven't misinterpreted anything. Uh, Thank God. First time. <laughs> <laughs> I guess a, a way of summarizing it, and again, I need to sharpen the whole way I communicate this. And this is what this is what this week and next week is for me as we draw an end to Q one for us. With a productized service, there's an idea to say, hey. You want an email, 5,500 heat engineers, come on. And we just open the floodgates up and we let any brand who wants to send that email, start blasting the emails. We sell them the spots. 
I don't want to have 50, 100, 200 brand clients. It's just not what I'm trying to achieve right now because what I really need to do is align the company with brands that see a similar vision in the market as we do. So yes, you can buy a productized service and then I'm going to personally vet them and speak to them as part of that more solution sales process. It's like, yeah, this is what we do. We can help you with that. But it's part of a bigger thing of what we do here. And then I guess vetting the company both ways. Like, are we aligned in terms of how we see the industry? So uh, I want to work with brave brands. That, I think that's one of the yeah, key things for me. I think, so interestingly, I actually don't think you, you, you're not actually binning off the work with website and the idea. No, and, definitely and, not. That's why I was like, I'm not you turning. Yeah. But you, what that actually is, is rather than a buy now button, mm-hmm. for example, it's more of a, this is what we do and this is how we've categorized each stage of the process. Mm-hmm. But what you're really buying, you're not buying one part of this, you, you're in it for the journey. It's similar to like the three phase that we've done. is like, this is the full thing and by the time you're at phase three, we do all this great stuff, mm-hmm. but we need to get you in the, we need to get you on the first rung of the ladder with understanding SEO. Yeah, just the, the get, get, let's get the foundation in the place. <laughs> yeah. You're exactly right. Three phase is actually a great example of how we sold a solution, Cause, cause but it was made up of services. Yeah, because for a second I thought Foy <laughs> was going to come back off holiday and just. Oh quit. no, he's still not going to be happy because um, Sam actually said, said something back to me when we when we went for our dinner the other day, and he said, "So I said, I said I'm a bit confused, mate, because I'm moving it towards a productized service, but I want I want to make sure that those productized services are only bought by brands that we have a similar vision." Um, because just selling emails to people isn't going to build the platform and the business that we're, we're going we're gonna to build. It's not mm-hmm. going to change the industry and how we see it. Um, and I think the opportunity cost of sending that email out for that brand to our community, because we can only send a certain number of emails and comms out. I want to make sure that that's going out by a brand that we have shared values and we can do future work for. So I says, I'm kind of confused because I kind of feel like I'm moving back to the solution selling thing. And he was like, no, not really. He says, don't forget, like, you can sell a solution, but the solution can be made up of different productized services. Mm. That's fine. I was like, okay, that kind of was like made a little bit of sense to me. So where I'm kind of at now, and if you look at if you look at how I want to structure, <laughs> restructure, 40, sorry, mate. <laughs> if I think about how I want to restructure the site, what we've kind of done is said, I'm trying to use an analogy here that makes sense. We've kind of built like a menu which looks like a all-you-can-eat buffet. Do you know the ones that's got like a what's the one that we went to in Leicester, which is like <laughs> uh, what's it, the, the, the world where, where you've got like China and you've got like India. Yeah, yeah. And well, it's just is it is it red is it Red's World it's Buffet? Some, it's something like that. like that, yeah. And that's kind of what we've built um, because you can go in there and you want to build trust. You want you want some Indian food and you've got a great selection of things that you can have. <laughs> Whereas I don't want it to look like that. What I want to do is say, here's what we do at Expert Trades. We help you better understand your customers, build community, and sell more products. That's what we do. I know that's what we do because the commonality across the service you want to offer drive into those three buckets. But when you look at the work with site, that is not communicated. Mm-hmm. The bigger vision is not communicated. It just looks like a menu without the bigger picture. Because if you imagine it, if you drew it on a piece of paper, it would be, we help you better understand your customer, build community and increase sales. And here's how we do it. 
And we've got these services that plug into each one of these buckets that get us from A to Z. And here's the journey we're going to take you on. That is, that's probably, it's been really helpful, by the way. This, that's probably, <laughs> that's what I do. That's, that's what I'm trying to get across is, so it really the, needs the bigger a bigger macro yeah, vision. So it, so it needs a layer on top so much as rather that, rather than, you're not restructuring the menu still, right? You, it, what's missing is the explanation of the, well, it's not a menu anymore, is it? It's a, it's an, it's like an itemized list of, of processes, but, yeah, it's the, it, it's the, hey, we take you from here to here, and this is the journey of how we do it. Mm -hmm. And you've told me that you want to build trust. And we might say, well, that is, that is stop seven. You're on the train. Yeah. That is stop seven. Because if we map out the journey with a client and we go, that is spot seven you've asked us for. Have you done spots one to six? Mm -hmm. We never asked the client that. You want spot seven? We'll sell you spot seven. Like, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> but we can, I think now what we're trying to do and it come, this is where the alignment comes in. It's cool. Like we can do this, but we know it's not going to be successful until we've done one, mm -hmm. two, three, four, five, six. That makes spot seven really, really valuable to you. So how about we just take the conversation back a little bit and start you here and take you on this journey? Because then we can productize the whole journey, but sell the solution to the brand. And that should increase the value for both parties. That's that's kind of where I'm at. And this is like probably been one of the best ways for me to try and get it out of myself. Uh, but that sort of visualization of the we do A, B and C and here's the steps that we take you on to do that. That's sort of what I need to change that work with messaging to. Not just the site, but the whole messaging. And we need to be, we need to be driving that message home. Like we help you... Uh, build awareness, build community, increase sales. Like we just need to badge that up. Yeah. And it, ju it just adds so much value as well, because if a brand like say comes in and they want, they want a uh, solution number, uh, they want product number seven, but you're like, yeah, but we've got to go through all this because, because from our point of view as well, that we don't really want someone coming in and shoving their, that this new brand in front of people's faces when we've not sense checked the community we don't really know what their needs and wants are for certain things so we could be trying to solve a problem that doesn't even exist and yet brand x has paid us a shed ton of money we we, we now need to deliver against people that are not going to be receptive mm -hmm. we had a great conversation with a client this morning won't name them but we had a great conversation with a client this morning um and they asked us to deliver a lot of kpis mm -hmm. <laughs> uh, and uh it's great asking them like where to get that KPI from as well. It's a really big round number. <laughs> we like that number. Um, but we kind of said like we need to take it back a few steps because we're at risk of creating this great plan that you've asked us to execute and will pay us to execute on. But without taking it back and actually potentially creating a focus group or doing a survey or deeply understanding your audience for this product, there's a risk that you pay us money and it falls flat and you never want to work with us again. You're not really tapping into our expertise. So here's where we want to start you. We want to start you on spot two. And then let's move up to spot six once we've got this data in place. Hey, if you want to just jump to spot six, there's probably loads of different channels that will do that for you. That's not what we do. We're looking for real long-term relationships, good lifetime value from a client that has a shared vision. That's the, that's the thing. I think that's the thing that's missing from the work with site. So it's... 
it's been a real good exercise of trying to like sharpen the pencil. Um, we've gone from 55 services down to 10. Yeah, uh, the, the process has really helped, if nothing else. Um, it, it, it's just always a little frustrate, frustrating when and Matt and everyone involved that's done more than me apparently <laughs> will will feel is that we've already done we've done all this work and now we're like so close to finishing it and we're changing it but it's it's more that it, we're getting more clarity on where the end mm-hmm. goal was supposed to be i think and i guess this is like uh if you imagine chatting with mark like it might have marked built this site. <laughs> <laughs> You'd have still been productizing everything. Uh, yeah, he would, uh, he would have quit. Um, <laughs> but I think, listen, I just think this happens. Uh, and I think without doing the exercise in the first place, we never would have got to this result. And I think it would have, it's really short-sighted for me to say, cool, this is like, here's what we do and here's how we're going to productize it. And here's the pricing. Let's get on the site and let's sell it. Um, that's probably what I would have done in the past. But I had this like niggling and I'm like, oh, I've got to go back to Matt, I've got to go back to Neil, I've got to go back to you, I've got to change some stuff. <laughs> uh, but I'm like, yeah, but we've, we've done this together. Like this should have put the spotlight on the whole thing together. Do you think that there was an exercise that you could have done to get you where you are now? Either quicker or, or, to, great or, question. To, or to finish the train of thought before you, we even got started? Yeah, um, definitely. I just think if I'd, if I'd done this before, like if I'd if I'd gone through this process before, uh, I would I would have known the questions to ask myself, which is like, what are we actually trying to do? Because what we're really trying to do is understand our one or two line message to a brand of what we do. That's really what mm-hmm. we've come to. Like, if I'd asked myself that as the initial question we would have gone from 55 things down to 10, down to these five different things, down to this one tagline that I've now sort of like feels right because Mm -hmm. there's this common trend of how we create value. If I'd known what questions to ask myself, yeah. um, So do you think that by, if you did that process on the message that you're trying to give to brands, would you then in theory have reverse engineered what that statement means on a product basis? Is that that what you're saying? Explain that. Sorry, so... You've refined um, the statement that we're trying to achieve with all the with this solution, right? Mm-hmm. Would you have then looked at like this is this this is the very simple one liner that we were trying to get across to brands? Would you have then looked at that and go, okay, so what actually falls under that bracket? Because obviously we started with a lot of products that kind of solve a lot of things, but didn't necess- wouldn't necessarily fall under that statement. Yeah. So I would have. I think if I could do this whole exercise again, which is cool, guys. Um, here's where we are as a business. Revenues are cool. We're profitable. Mm-hmm. We're taking that money and deploying it over here. But I feel like we are not as efficient as a business as we could be because we're accepting all work. We just need to accept the right work for the business. And to in order to accept the right work for the business, we need to be able to communicate what we do. And the byproduct of communicating what we do is we communicate what we don't do, which is just as important. Mm-hmm. So here's what, and I'm, going to put on a big piece of paper here's what we do for brands um so that is we help you build trust build community grow sales like whatever that tagline mm-hmm. would be and then i would have said to sarah sarah go and make a list of everything we've done for a brand in the last three years uh, and then as a team take all the ones from that column that you think help us build trust build community and grow sales 
and drop them underneath that tagline. Everything else goes in the bin instantly. And then we would have said, okay, let's refine this. What are we really good at? What have we sort of like worked out, but we don't think we're best in class out and there's probably better thing, better ways for brands to spend that money. Let's just filter that down based on the North Star of what we do as a business. Not, fucking hell guys, we've got all these building blocks. Um, <laughs> let's get rid of some of them because some of them are the wrong shape, yeah. but let's try and make something out of these building blocks. Um, that's the approach that we took. And I think that's the approach we would have ended up with and it wouldn't. It just didn't feel right. When you look at the website today, it doesn't feel right, and it's hard to quantify that. Mm. I've done the copy. Neil's done some fantastic illustrations. Matt's built the site, but there is just no. There's no impact. It just looks like a menu at an all-you-can-eat buffet. Mm. It doesn't communicate the why, the vision. It doesn't get any of that across to a brand. So. What, what I've had to do is take all this, wrap it up in a in a bigger piece that helps us communicate more clearly. It's funny because you've tried to clarify it in a nice, clean shopping list, but through that process, you've lost the the woolly marketing aspirational. Let's let's do great goodness in the world, but that is almost like the key message that we're trying to get across. Mm-hmm. Right, you can boil anything down to the cold hard facts and actions that you do, but it doesn't actually, the action, get in front of all the trades through various uh, pla- various um, interactions through email and, and app notifications, things like that, doesn't explain the exposure and the, the mission that you're trying to achieve with that action. And I think, I think one thing I've learned is the stuff that I'm now putting onto the site, um, I do in a room. Like I, when I meet you and I'm like, cool. And they go, oh, let's, and we first meet in and we chat and it's like, what do you do? And I communicate what we do like that up front anyway. Mm-hmm. I think what I've learned is I'm really shit actually at packaging that up for a website. Uh, like how to get your vision, mission, quality values, all that. It just seems to have gone out the window when thinking about the website. The website just went very transactional. Mm-hmm. And I think we just went from one extreme to the other, like in person. Let's let me understand your goals. Let me show you what we do. Let's see if there's some commonalities. That's salesmanship. That's in person. Cool. I realize I'm actually pretty poor at translating that into digital. Uh, so that's been a really interesting experience for me, and I'm I'm glad. I'm glad we're making the changes and not just pressing the green light on it because of this whole sunk cost fallacy of like because we've done the work, <laughs> we just need to publish it. <laughs> And I think a lot of people would make that would make that mistake, and I was close to it. I was like, "Cool, I'll just bring this up in the next quarter." So okay, I'm like, "Let's just let's just congratulate the team because they've all done good work. They've all done exactly what was needed." Yeah. Um, <laughs> yep. Uh, so it's going to be an interesting one. Uh, and I guess one thing I'm excited by is when it goes live, it won't be right. I know it won't be right because there'll be things I want to refine and tweak, and it'll be a like a living thing for the company. But it feels like we've at least got the that missing piece which is here's where we're trying to take you cool we'll wrap it up there guys if you've got any questions follow-ups concerns anything you want to get in touch you can email startupdiary at nbs.fm and if they want to join the network adam what do they do super simple if you want to surround yourself around some absolute kick-ass individuals and hold yourself accountable to your personal and professional goals uh you just head over to nbs.fm dot fm forward slash network um 
you get access to an exclusive Slack channel. Most importantly, you just around people that just help you out. Uh, the amount of times that I've jumped in there already and just yeah. seen a really engaged conversation going and the amount of time saved and the support given. If you want to be in a community like that, like-minded individuals, mbs.fm forward slash network. And not only will you get all the support and get all the value you want, it also helps support the show. Like Harry is a big guy. He's expensive <laughs> to feed. <laughs> My food bill's massive. Uh, we buy a lot of tech here and we're trying to grow the audience. So uh, that little bit, that little cost per month uh, is extremely valued uh, by me, by Harry, by Sam, the MBS team here, uh, because it allows us to continue on with this great work uh, and keep building the community. And yeah, just, I'm, I'm going to stop pitching you. Just go nbs.fm forward slash network and see what's included. I'll see you in there. Oh, 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 oh,